Hello all, welcome to Wolverine Sounds, another episode of Divine Intervention. It's been probably four months is what it seems like. Been a while. We're back, I'm Derek Divine, follow me at Divine Identity. With me, joining me again, Craig Compton. Craig, where can I follow you on Twitter these days? Uh, Craig Compton underscore. I was on a hiatus there for a while. I'm back on, there's not much going on on it. Uh, I just pretty much follow Michigan athletes and uh, that's really all that's going on on it. That's really all that matters when it comes to social media is keeping up with everything Michigan. That's what this show does, keeps up with everything Michigan. Today we're going to talk about the quarterback battle between Shane Morris and David Cohn. Uh, obviously one of the hottest battles in the country right now. Uh, we'll also we'll also maybe talk about a few other quarterbacks later on in the show. But Yeah, yeah thank you for listening. Uh, again, this is Divine Intervention. Make sure you're checking out all the shows on Wolverine Sounds, both at Podbean and on iTunes. So to kick off the battle... Uh, Craig, what do you think about uh, starting quarterback for the Wolverines this fall? Well, I think that uh, I don't really think that there's much of a battle, honestly. Um, I think any sort of competition is good for any team. I think anytime you have a guy behind you pushing you, it's definitely a good thing for a team when every position has, you know, two or three deep that could go into a game at any time. Uh, there's obviously been a lot of talk about Brandon Peters this spring, but. Really, honestly, I think it's Wilton Spade's job to lose, and I really don't think that he's going to. I think it's healthy to have competition, and obviously Jim Harbaugh wants as much competition as possible at every position. Uh, They're sure talking like there's a battle. Uh, I'm not convinced that the battle is is that heavy right now just because Wilton Spade had some really, really good games last season in his first season as a starter. He fell off at the end of the season, sure, and a lot of people were questioning him and some of the choices he was making. Obviously, he also went down with an injury. But when you're just looking at a spring game, I think if you look to a spring game in 2016, people kind of walk away thinking that John O'Corn is, is the quarterback. And a lot of people go into the season thinking John O'Corn is the quarterback. And when Wilton Spate comes out, and not only is the starter for the first game, but for uh, the rest of the season, uh, people kind of look back and realize that the spring game is important for guys to get uh, some plays in and under their belt and maybe see a, a semi-big crowd, but really it's not until fall camp and later on when, when the starter arises. And so Peters had a good game. He threw a touchdown. He ran for a touchdown. He did have a pretty bad interception. He looked like the better quarterback during the spring game, but I think I agree with you. It, it's Wilton Spate's job to lose, and I think that he just simply did too much last season uh, for Jim Harbaugh to, to pick a starter over him, at least in game one. Yeah, and going off your point on the spring game, if I'm not mistaken, last year the two starters for the spring game were Shane Morris and Wilton Spate, and obviously Shane Morris didn't start last year, so I don't know how much to read into that. Um, Brandon Peters played a nice game in the spring game, but again, that was – that was just a spring game. Um, speaking purely out of speculation, uh, I don't think that there's any reason to believe that this team is not behind Wilton Spate as their guy, as their leader. Um, you talked about him falling off a little bit last year at the end of the year. Yes, that's true, but I still think uh, think of it as, you know, I look at the Ohio State game, and while he didn't wow me with anything he also didn't make the terrible play after terrible play after terrible play that really he could have um and he he fought and he found a way to motivate those guys enough to keep them in it right up until the end and even really all three of their losses last year they were kind of the same way he just kept them right there and yeah he didn't do 
what it took to get him over the edge and, and get that win, but it also was the guy's first year, so cut him some slack, I guess. I feel like if I remember correctly, we were sitting at your house doing a podcast at some point last year talking about Wilton Spate being the best quarterback in the Big Ten and one of the best in the nations. Is that is That's that true? true. That rings a bell for sure. And I think that was probably right before the Iowa game, if if that I think it might have been that week leading up to the Iowa game, yep. honestly. And he had just he had just uh It was because we talked about him possibly if if for some reason Wilton Spate gets hurt, what happens and then he ends up getting hurt, they lose the game. Uh maybe we should just stop this podcast. Yeah, I I guess we screwed everything up last yeah, season is what we're realizing today, but no, I think Wilton Spate is a great quarterback. I think he's got a lot to build off of. Uh, anytime a, a team loses, what was it, three out of the last four, uh, that's a really hard way to end a season. Uh, losing in general sucks. It doesn't matter who, uh, who really uh, didn't, who, who underperformed is how I should say that. But Wilton Spate, there were some big question marks, but to jump on a uh, the Brandon Peters train already, and nothing against Brandon Peters. Uh, because I think he's an excellent quarterback and could be an excellent starting quarterback. I think you've got to go with the experience, especially when you're playing uh, down in uh, Texas against a team like Florida who's hungry to, to beat a Big Ten team. I'm going to guess that Wilton Spate gets the starting job at least for game one. What do you think with, with the big matchup, national television, and all the hype that it will bring? Uh, yeah, I've got to think that that's a no-brainer, uh, that Jim Harbaugh will put Wilton Spade up there to start the year and honestly I really don't see anywhere where there's going to be a change unless for some reason Michigan drops like two out of the first three or something crazy like that even if they go in there and they they lose to Florida I really don't see a change um, coming right away I really think that this is Wilton Spade's team I think that Brandon Peters still while he has impressed and while a lot of people like to talk about his ability and and honestly when he was coming out of high school I was all about Brandon Peters and I still am I'm I'm excited for the future but right now I'm excited about Wilton Spate and what he's going to do for this team and so yes I think that they'll definitely start him against Florida and I really don't see any reason why he should lose it if he plays to his ability well right now we'll pause for station identification Again, thank you for listening to Divine Intervention on Wolverine Sounds. I'm Derek Divine. You can follow me at Divine Identity. Follow Craig Compton at Craig Compton underscore. Listen to our fire tweets and obviously follow along with Wolverine Sounds and the Big House Report. Keep up with all the content that we're putting out via podcast. Craig, do you want to tell our fans about an opportunity? Nope. All right, he, yeah, no. he does not want to tell the fans about an opportunity, which is which is totally fine. We'll get back into the Wilton Spate, Brandon Peters competition. You're pretty solid on Wilton Spate throughout the season, it sounds like. What does it take for Wilton Spate to be benched, uh, and and what game do you think that that would happen if it does? That's a tough question. I don't see. I don't see him getting benched unless something crazy happens. Like I said, they lose two out of the first three. Um, I really don't. I don't see anything happening unless Michigan starts out rough, and by rough I mean losing a couple games to start. And games they shouldn't lose. Uh, obviously, yeah. Florida's tough, but you've got a Cincinnati and an Air Force on the schedule. Uh, games that should be 
easy wins, especially with how the Wolverines have played in, in Harbaugh's first two seasons. So here's another question for you. If Wilton Spate happens to go down with an injury like he did for a game last year and John O'Corn came in, uh, who comes in for Wilton Spate? And if it's a season-ending injury, are you comfortable with that person at the quarterback spot? Um, if Wilton Spate goes down, I would like to – if it's a long-term injury, and we know that, I would definitely like to see Brandon Peters come in. Um, just because he's not going to be gone at the end of the year. Uh, we'll be able to, to get a full year under his belt or how many ever games under his belt before next year starts. Um, and I, I truly think that Brandon Peters, from what I've seen when he was in high school, from what I've seen so far in college, uh, he seems to be a good quarterback that, that seems to rally the team. Guys get behind him. Um, wouldn't mind it at all if he was the guy that came in. I'd have to agree. It kind of makes me think, though, is what happened to people being hyped about John O'Corn? Is it because we saw him in limited action? Uh, is it because he didn't have the best game in the Snow Bowl against Indiana at home last year? It almost seems like he goes from a guy who, okay, here's a transfer. He's got to sit out a year. Good thing that Harbaugh found Jake Rudock. And, okay, now it's O'Corn's time. He's going to take over. This is why Harbaugh uh, brought him in. Things are good to go, and, and then you see Wilton Spate kind of take over. What happened to the hype around John O'Corn? Do you think that he has a chance at all to be a starting quarterback? Well, I think it's kind of a combination of all those things. I think, you know, Michigan was coming off a year where Jake Rudock transfers in from Iowa, leads Michigan to a 10-win season, Michigan football's back, uh, things are great, and then all of a sudden we get this transfer in from Houston that, it's very easy to, to start drawing comparisons and say, well, this guy threw for a ton of yards, ton of touchdowns um, in, in his time there, and why couldn't he come to Michigan and do the same and be Jake Rudock-like? Um, you had that, and you also just you look at the guy and his talent, um, and it was easy to think that he was going to be the guy. Um, but I know for myself, I knew whoever – Jim Harbaugh put out there as a quarterback for game one and beyond that that was who our best option was. Um, and then you go to the Indiana game, and I saw what John O'Corn did. I saw how guys responded. I think that was the biggest thing to me is when things weren't going right, how were guys responding to John O'Corn? Did he have control of the team? Um, yes, he kept him in it till the end, like I mentioned about Wilton Spade being able to do. But I just didn't feel like he's the kind of guy that can just grab a hold of the huddle um, and take control, and so I I think that that's that's really the biggest combination of it. And do I think that he has the chance of being a starting quarterback? Maybe. I, I mean, maybe if if they get in a tough situation where maybe Wilton Spate goes down late in the season again, and they're looking for that experience, they're looking for. I don't know. I don't know what exactly they would be looking for, but I think that that might be the only possibility. I think if it's a, if Wilton Spate were to, God forbid, go down early in the year, uh, I think that it would definitely be Brandon Peters. I think it's tough because a guy like John O'Corn, who's hungry to be a starter last year and almost talked throughout the summer about uh, grateful to have the opportunity and looking forward to leading the Wolverines to, to be a backup can't feel good. Uh, but I think that all back to the competition thing. I think these guys are just so excited to be coached by Harbaugh, whether they're starting or whether they're just uh, 
practicing and making a difference in the locker room and from the sidelines. Uh, they're still coached by Jim Harbaugh, and they still have a chance to do awesome things in the future, whether it's on the football field or beyond. And I think your strongest point there was whoever Jim Harbaugh puts out as the starter, I think we've got to trust because Jim Harbaugh might be one of the best with quarterbacks in the entire nation at every level in terms of football coaches. And so if he puts, uh, I mean, if you were to have put Shane Morris out starting and had him start the entire season, I think people would have been really mad last year. But if Jim Harbaugh thinks Shane Morris is the best quarterback, I think that he's given Shane Morris enough confidence to take that role. So I'm curious to see if anything will happen beyond Wilton Spate. I think we both agreed that it won't as far as what we can tell right now, but you never know. Fall camp can really shake things up, and maybe even a guy like John O'Corn can, can kind of take over, or, or Brandon Peters will solidify that he's somehow a better quarterback than Wilton Spate. Well, Craig, my only other thought is we've got a, a good quarterback coming in this fall, a very hyped-up quarterback, Dylan McCaffrey, obviously Christian McCaffrey's little brother, and a lot of people expect big things out of him, whether some of them maybe expect him to start this fall and some maybe expect him to be the starter later in his career. But uh, what do you think about Dylan McCaffrey? Is there any shot that he is in the conversation uh, for this battle this fall? This fall, no, I don't believe so. Uh, I think maybe next year. But in thinking about that, I think back to a conversation that you and I had last year about Brandon Peters and how he was so hyped coming out of high school, and there's a chance that he may never play a down as a starting quarterback for Michigan um, because he might not play this year, and then what if he gets beat out by Dylan McCaffrey next year? You just never know. Um, it's another conversation that you and I had about all of these overhyped players and, and how there's so many – hyped players coming out of high school and how there's so many more Johnny Manziels than there are LeBron James. Um, so I hope that Dylan McCaffrey turns out to be everything that everybody thinks he's going to be. I truly think that he's going to be something special. Uh, he's obviously got the family behind him. He's got the family pedigree. Uh, I think that regardless of where he ends up playing, uh, if he plays quarterback, if they shift him to something else, I don't know why, but um, I think that he's going to be a dangerous weapon for Michigan. So not this year, but I look for big things in the near future. I agree. I think it's probably smartest to redshirt a guy like Dylan McCaffrey, have him learn the system uh, down the depth chart and kind of being on the practice squad. But just like we talked about Brandon Peters, maybe he doesn't even get a shot to play, and now he's a part of this quarterback battle. I want to be surprised if next year at this time we're talking – uh, about Dylan McCaffrey and how he looked really good in the spring game, and we're pretty sure that he's he's leading the leading candidate for quarterback. So that's all we have for today on Divine Intervention. Once again, I'm Derek Divine. Follow me at Divine Identity. That was Craig Compton. Follow him at Craig Compton underscore. And, of course, follow the Big House Report at Big House Report on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Go Blue.